This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move farther in our adventure in Acts with the seven, Stephen arrested, Abraham, Joseph, and Moses part one. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Oh, Lord, open my lips. Has gathered us in the true faith.
The Lord has gathered us in the true faith.
A reading from Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus. With these words to open our text, we are invited to think on Jesus, who is identified as the apostle and the high priest of our confession. He is the apostle as one who was sent by God to save us from our sins. And he is our high priest, the one who has offered himself as the propitiation for our sin and continues today to intercede for us before the throne of God. So then let us do as the author of the epistle to the Hebrews invites and let us consider Christ. Now, the book of Hebrews is written, as the name applies, to Jewish Christians, those in the earliest church. And as we know from the book of Acts, it did not take long when the church was first begun for persecution to begin. St. Paul, being one who took part in that persecution at that time called Saul. By the time the epistle to the Hebrews was written, it's even possible that the Romans were in on it. And so for some of those Jews who had become Christians, it may have been attractive to return to that old faith, to drift away from the new confession. After all, Jews were tolerated by the Romans, but the Christians, not so much. So there's this temptation to perhaps go back. Now, this shouldn't be surprising. We can compare this to the, how the people of Israel wanted to go back to Egypt in the book of Exodus. It did not take long at all for this to happen. We read the account of the people crossing through the Red Sea, the Lord drowning Pharaoh's army, and then they go on from there, and it is only then the 15th day of the second month after setting out from Egypt that they begin to grumble about the food, wishing rather to have died in Egypt next to their meat pots. 
hard times in the present have a funny way of making us forget the hard times of the past. So it's easy to want to go back. So there's a temptation to go back. If we go back to the old faith, perhaps life will be easier. Not necessarily easy, but easier. Moses led the people through the wilderness despite all their grumbling. They got there eventually. And so by the time of Jesus, by the time of the epistle to the Hebrews, Moses is revered among the people. He's a hero, God's greatest prophet, the one who led us to the promised land. So then, the author of the epistle to the Hebrews reminds us that Moses was a servant in the Lord's house. He was a servant, he was a faithful servant, but he was a servant nevertheless. Jesus, on the other hand, is a son. And even more than that, Jesus is the builder of the house. This is all to say that Jesus is greater than Moses. As Luther tells us, whatever Moses ordered at God's command, he did only in view of the Christ who was to come. Moses and the priesthood count for nothing compared to Christ. They are under obligation. And since he is the true Lord, they must hand over the keys to him and serve him. Jesus is greater than Moses. Jesus is not a servant, but Jesus is the son. And as he tells us himself in John chapter 8, the servant does not remain in the house forever. The son remains. And if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Moses, of course, led his people out of the land of Egypt, freeing them from captivity in Egypt. But Jesus has set you free from sin and death. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus is also, of course, the builder of the house, that house of God being his church. And so, as the author to the Hebrews writes, we are his house, if indeed we hold fast over our confidence and our boasting in our hope. So in order to avoid sliding away from the faith, in order to avoid wanting to go back, we are invited, consider Jesus the one who is greater than Moses. And it is through faith in him that we will hold fast to this confession. So what then does this mean for us today? Well, in times of hardship, much like those first Christians, we can be tempted to drift away from our confession. For those of us who have been Christians since infancy, this can be a temptation to give up on a lifelong faith. For those who came to the faith later in life, it may be a temptation to return to the old way, to think, wouldn't life be easier if we just gave it up? Because temptations do come. They come in many and various ways. Perhaps we are mocked for our faith 
by the people in our school or at our job. We are silenced and censored on the internet. We are ridiculed in public discourse. Wouldn't it be easier to just give up on all these things and live a nice, quiet life free of persecution? But in these times, we must do exactly as the author of the epistle to the Hebrews tells us. In these times, we must remember always that we are holy brothers because we have been sanctified by the blood of Christ. He has offered himself on the cross, and it is by his death that we are made holy. We must remember that ours is a heavenly calling, a calling from God and not from man, which is much more important than anything any man could say about us or to us or concerning us. It is God's calling, God who calls you to faith in Christ through his word by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must remember that Jesus is the apostle of our confession. He is the one who has been sent by God, sent by God to live among his people, to tabernacle among them, to bear their sin and to die for them. We must remember that he is our great high priest, the one who has made that ultimate sacrifice, thus taking away our sin, the one who still stands and intercedes for us every single day. Jesus is the one who helps us to hold fast to our confidence in this confession and our boasting in our hope. So no matter what temptations may come our way, no matter what persecutions, no matter what ridicule, no matter what hardships, this is what we must do. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus in all things and at all times, consider Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds with Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
let us pray. <clears throat> Almighty eternal God, in the word of your apostles and prophets, you have proclaimed to us your saving will. Grant us faith to believe your promises that we may receive eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Merciful Father, because of your great love revealed in Christ, you have called us to the household of faith in your Son, Jesus, our Savior, and chose us to be your own dear children. Grant your grace to all who have adopted children, that finding in them a special blessing, they may nurture them as your chosen ones. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by our governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Let us bless the Lord. The Lord Almighty bless us and direct our days and our deeds in his peace.